Patrick, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing. On all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Send the homie a text? That trash offers the best? You try to make it complex? Then they text you back, now all of a sudden they don't make any sense? <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I'll always be trading. And I'll always be trading. Trading. And I'll always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish, fish, fish. What is up, Fantasyland? We are back in the district for some week 14 action. We got playoffs coming, guys. Some of us have already stamped uh, an entry into some big money playoffs, which is always fun this time of year. Uh, we'll touch on that. And we're going to do something a little different tonight, guys. We've got the the four goats, the foursome. Uh, we got uh, no caddy tonight. It's just us, a couple carts, some, some brews. Uh, Andrew's got his uh, Starbucks there supporting the, the main chains. And uh, we're, we're here to give you guys some vitamin C, man. We want you guys to squeeze us to help you guys. We got the chats. As you guys know, drop the questions, any trade questions, uh, lineup questions, any questions you have to help your fantasy teams, drop them in the, uh, in the chat for us. But Dan, we have a big one tonight. Uh, little mock draft action talking startup. Yes, yes, definitely. Looking forward to this. We're gonna we're gonna do a two round startup mock draft. Um, so it'll be only existing players. We're not gonna include rookies or anything like that. So it's just uh, you know players already in the NFL, which I think is probably gonna be a little bit more the easiest. And uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get through two rounds. We've got uh, four of us, so each of us will be making six picks in total. Um, and we have yet to figure out the draft order, but I do have a, a semi-randomized order, which is, I think, you know, we could just start with Andrew and go around uh, counterclockwise and, you know, just do it like in the reverse order of, of our appearance. And then when we, then when we get to um, after pick 12, then we reverse the order. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm good with I'm good with whatever. Man. I'm I'm fine with that. Then I sent in the uh, in the uh, in our DM in our show uh-huh. DM uh, uh, the link to that spreadsheet I was telling you. See okay. if you're able to, see if you're able to to manage that. Just because my it's it's wonky, man. Everything's super slow. So if if we're depending on me to show this thing throughout, it's it's going to take forever for me to change the players. But um, pretty sure. Shout out to Matty Big Chess who put this spreadsheet together for us. Hopefully, we can get it up on the screen just so you guys can follow the draft visually. Um, if not, we'll put something quick together. But uh, but Matty Big Chess, uh, for all your FF graphic work out there and any other any other graphic work, uh, dude's a, a genius, and uh, he put this together for the show. So hopefully, we can get that up. Deal. Going into the playoffs, man. You and Andrew, you know, you guys were fun all all off season. I'm sure a lot of the 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 audience got to watch you guys draft live uh, in the the quarter milli or half milli billies. Now, 
how are the teams doing? How are you doing into the going into the playoffs? Uh, give us give us a little feel for the Theo portfolio. How are you feeling about it? I mean, we we I ran very pure last weekend. I'm not going to lie. And Andrew and I were <laughs> we, we Andrew and I thread the like to hear. On, on a few on a few of our teams. Um, we we have a, a a top you know a top thirty ish uh, main event team, and we scored probably our lowest total. Um, Andrew in maybe all season long with a you know a couple of weird things happen. Obviously, Josh Allen's our quarterback, but we managed to to win in that game pretty easily. It was hardly a sweat, but we had two Monday Night Football sweats. We won one game, one forty three point five five to 142.35 and, and the, the other the other game um we managed to win andrew what was the final score on that one that was that was by like 0.8 or something right yeah that one was uh, i got it actually got 151.8 yeah. to 151.25 so we have three teams that we drafted together this summer um the, um, you know, doing live, live on the air, you know, goat district shows that are in championship games, which is, I think, awesome. I think pretty, pretty good because it's hard to draft live. And, um, you know, we're in a main event um, that, you know, we, we really like our team. And I have a main event going with Dan as well, where we, we are also in a championship game. So I, I'm, I'm feeling great. I'm feeling confident. And, um, you know, we're, we, I talked waivers today with both these guys and, you know, we're ready to rock and roll. So I'm happy Andrew's on tonight because we can all kind of, you know, puff our chests a little bit and, uh, you know, celebrate some wins. And and that's what this is about, right, Andrew? Like, you know, it, it's the GOAT district and we have amazing guests on, you know, you know shout out to Theo and, and you know, Dan and, and just the whole crew getting an awesome guest list together these last oof, dozen months, I, I could say, going back now, but... Um, we, you know, I, I said this a couple of shows, like we do really well in these leagues and we wouldn't be on here talking fantasy football and, and, you know, giving our thoughts if we didn't have the records and the, the, you know, the, I don't know, trophies, I guess, or whatever to, to show, but just the, the success, you don't necessarily have to win the league, but like just putting that many, you, you named your three teams that are all in that playoff push. These are not easy leagues to get into the playoff rounds, right? Um, I know I've got like that. I was telling you guys that one, those 125 best ball teams. Uh, we had one we had done together. I think was it Andrew? We we did one, didn't we? Yep. Yep. Um, I've got one of those that made it through to the playoffs. I'm pretty excited about that. It just makes it so exciting this time of year. But Theo, I know you put a lot into this. Andrew, you guys put a lot into the, the drafting this off season and learning you know, the flow of these drafts. So to hear that the success is, that's all it's about, man. It's just to show we're walking the walk. It's not just talk, right? And that's what this is about tonight. Now, just to lay it out, sorry, Andrew, I'll, I will pass it to you. I just want to lay it out nicely, just so the people that are joining us right now, guys, drop the cues in the, in the chat. What we're doing tonight, we're going to do a live mock startup, two rounds. And the idea is as we go through this, we're going to talk about different topics, you know, week 14, some of these, you know, opportunities with injuries, guys to avoid, guys to target, all, all that kind of stuff in between uh, tonight's mock draft. Andrew, how are you feeling, man? I know you were you were like a kid in a candy store this offseason putting these uh, half milli billy shows together that you got the, the the ship chasing guys out. I think you have some side bets going going with them. How's that going? How's your how's your season going overall as we get into these money uh, money weeks? Yeah, pretty good. I was uh, I was gonna tell you that I did my top twenty four right in this two round mock, 
And I purposely made sure that at the end, like the 23, 24 spot, I was going to manufacture a way to like ramp up into my rant uh, about what happened to Dan and I Sunday night. So I'm not quite there with the energy, but I think it's worth, worth bringing up. I'll start with, you know, I, I was in the KFFC against them. Um, and neither of us were in on best record or most points. And so it was like a win, win and you're in the big dance, um, you know, smaller dance than the FFPC main event, but a big dance nonetheless. Um, and I thought I was dead in the water, but then Deontay Johnson scores two touchdowns and it basically ties it up going to Sunday Night Football. So I put out a tweet and it's not like, you know, if I had my my pick in the moment, I, I obviously would take Javante um, over Judy, but that's what it was. It was basically we were, we were Javante versus Judy heads up, right? Uh, yep. for this. And of course I put a tweet out, of course, Javante's you know, where everyone wants to go here. And the issue is, and I'm going to, I'm going to loop Dan in here in a second is like, I don't mind if Javante scores, I just needed Judy to score more. But Dan, we were down 38 points in our main event and we were going against Tyreek Hill. And it was one of those things where like, I couldn't even be happy that Javante was scoring against me in the KFFC. Cause I just thought, Dan, we were just so screwed. In our main oh, event, no every point was just like a dagger. It was putting, you know, me further behind the KFFC, but like it was doing me really, you know, or us no no good in the main event. Um, you know, and then okay, so first drive comes out and Judy gets wide open. What one catch, thirty four yards, beautiful. And I'm like, okay, I thought I was like a huge underdog, but maybe I've got a fighting shot. And of course, that looked terrible. But as we, I, we, you know, Dan, you and I keep getting, cr- or I keep getting crushed on Javante. You and I start messaging each other. You know, yep. exclamation points. Oh, Dan, Andrew, you know, as Javante <laughs> keeps scoring and Tyreek Hill doesn't get the targets, and Dan, you and I came back in a main event 38 points down. 38 point what? 38 point something down. Yeah, 38. Had, yeah? Yeah, we, I, I don't remember what the what it was exactly, but it was like 38.3 or something like that. And we had – we only had Butker and Javante <laughs> Williams, and he had – he still had Tyreek – left to go and it was yeah. like there's there's no chance we're winning this you know Tyreek is probably going to outscore those two guys combined yeah you, got, you guys took that down we took yeah. it down well so well I don't know when, I don't know I don't know when that corrections process but but right. currently we we've taken it down <laughs> and the thing was I mean you want to talk about like opening drives right the Judy had the one catch for 34 yards I think Tyreek had two catches 22 yards the whole game I think he had two catches 22 yards after the first drive for, for the Chiefs. So like I think that somehow we faded like 58 minutes of football uh, for Tyreek Hill and, and somehow got that across the finish line, Dan. So <laughs> anyways, how, how am I doing? Look, I, I there, there's a lot of there's a lot of tournaments I'm winning. Um, got some money in the bank already. Dan, you and I have that main where I you know we we for all intents and purposes we should have already had some money. Um, but because we so far have made it with step you know pending stack corrections, we're good there. But you know obviously some of these you know, games when you get heads up against each other. And I think Dan and Thea, you guys have one similarly. It's like, you know, you really want to beat the ones where you're heads up against, you know, people that you respect in the community. So obviously yep. losing the ship chasing bad. Um, but, but Dan compare, you know, money comparison. I think it's much better that we took down that main event somehow. So, yeah, exactly. And, uh, and, and somehow, so we're the three, we're the three seed and then somehow the four seed managed to beat the one seed. So it's uh, it's three versus four. Yeah, in, uh, in that particular league, so it's uh, it's wild right. stuff going on. 
Dan, Dan, sounds like you're going to have a pretty good season because I know you and I are in a couple serious 500 buy-ins with, with some savages, dynasty savages. And I don't know, at the top, we just we just took care of Bitcoin. We're 10 and 3, number one in the entire Dynasty Depot Masters right here. These two goats just saying. And then the hard way, right now we're in second, 9 and 4, just crushed at 200. And then the Money League, Dan and I going into... Uh, I mean, we had Stefan Diggs and 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 Allen in a super flex take the week off, and we still busted two thirty four mm-hmm. points uh, in that league. I, you know, made some a nice little trade for Pollard before that the weekend. I mean, Dan and I, I gotta say, we've been like surgeons with these rosters this this whole season. He's been working the waiver wire like like a like a like a like a brain surgeon. And I've been working the trade action. We've been working the trade action, and it's yep. just, we just we're putting together a really nice season, man. In these important leagues, and I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I am too. It's a, it's yeah, it's going to be a good year. So excited for that. And this, sure. and this is the weekend if for for FFPC dynasty leagues where a lot of money is going to going to change hands. I was going through today. I have a number of teams that are like in the second or third spot where yep. you know you're you're right there on the money. So this is a a whole nother, a whole nother level of tilting this weekend. It's like uh, every every game is just big time, big time uh, money tilt, and you know coveted uh, coveted buys as well. So um, mm-hmm. it's great in these dynasty leagues. Yep. Yeah. I've, yep. I've, I've literally top three. Dan, I'm I'm top three in all my dynasty FFPC leagues. This is this is by far my best. And it's funny. I was telling my wife, it's my best year work wise, like just for my work personal wise. And my best year fantasy so far, look, I might just flop and die tomorrow, right? All Injuries and all that kind of stuff. But to this point, um, and, you know, time's been a little limited. So I think it's about being more efficient, you know, with, with mm-hmm. the time that's put towards uh, this hobby that we love. Because let's face it, man, real life gets in the way in, in, in real hard ways. I know, Dan, you dealt with, you know, some health things and all that kind of stuff. And you're in Minnesota and it's like there's a riot there for three months or whatever. Um, you know, so you, 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 a lot of stuff distracts. So you got to be efficient with the time. And it's nice to see these results, boys. Yep. Yep. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, let's, we should get into this. Uh, let's get into it, man. Do you, yeah. do you have a nice little spread? Dan, Dan's like the spreadsheet, uh, the Excel sheet. Yeah, I, I, I gave up on the Maddie one because I was like, uh, I don't, I, I didn't quite a little tough, no? it, put it together. Yeah. Yeah. So. So we're just going to use plain old, you know, Excel. I like I'm going to have to flip back and forth between that and my sheet that's got my top 25 on it. So um, you, nice. you, you we, can copy, we can copy off Dan. Perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. Dan, you did all, all my right. prep for me. Thank you. Yep. So, so we're doing one QB dynasty startup. Did we decide with the tight end premium or? Yeah, let's do a tight end premium. What the heck? Sure. Why not? Yeah. So I'm good with that. All right. So we're going to go basically in the reverse order of what you're seeing on your screen right now. So Andrew first, Theo second, me third, JD fourth. All right. So I'm going to go. Yep. We're going to go. We'll just, we'll go around and talk about each one as it, as uh, they go up. I, I did, I did do seven minutes of prep. So that that was a huge positive here. But I I started with, and I think it's it's relevant, and as I started with all of the wide receivers in the rank order that I would want them, and then realized that I didn't fill up to 24. And it was at that point that I went back and I looked at all the running backs that I liked and then started slipping them in between 
the wide receiver too. <laughs> this sounds exactly like an Andrew draft. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So that, that that was I think I think that's relevant for for how I did this. Having said that though, I I think I'm not going anything crazy for the number one overall pick here. I, I am going Jamar Chase, uh, 21 years old because I'm noticing that I'm gonna have to come up with their age for your spreadsheet. Oh yeah, um, it, you I, don't have to. I mean, <laughs> okay. all right. I got, I'm gonna have to do is quick, quick math on uh, years and, and months. Um, but 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 21 here, and I think that he's had a great season. Um, Dan, to relate it back to our main event, he did somehow have like a 17 point swing on us um, by dropping a surefire touchdown uh, and then turned it into an interception for for Joe Burrow. So that that was absurd. Um, but look, you know he, he's he's a rookie. Uh, he's a monster, and I think that his ascension is only going to continue. Uh, so with one on one, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Awesome, love it. All right. I'm not mad at that. Any 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 issues there? Would you, would anybody have gone differently? I I would have, but okay, that's all right. We'll get to we'll get to who okay. I. What, so so Dan, what it, what is he like top for, as as receiver dynasty receiver? Is he top two, top three? Oh Where yeah, he, he's right up there. So okay. I think I. I personally have uh, I have I have Chase in the uh, in the three hole in my top twenty four. So, okay, yes. you know he's he's you know very good. Any of these top guys you're going to be happy with? Yeah, I had I had Chase as as, as my number number two overall. Um, so I would have taken if Andrew didn't. Um, I for me it's it's Jonathan Taylor. Um, I think Jonathan Taylor God is going to be the number one pick in in most dynasty startups this summer. Um, I can understand uh, Andrew going with the wide receiver, um, but I do think Jonathan Taylor, what he's done this season, he's got 18 touchdowns, his home run ability, um, and the chance that the Colts offense could be even better. Um, I think they're no, by, by no means one of the league's most dominant offenses, and you know what he's doing is, is just incredible. So um, I, I'll go Jonathan Taylor. He's t- 22 years old, and um, yep. you know he's he's got a lot of great football left in front of him. I think he's the league winner this year and why get away from it uh you know in, in a dynasty startup and yeah, if you I, if you listen to his show dan he would have been your 101 last year that's <laughs> right just saying all right and uh i i had him also as my 101 for uh for this year what about you jd jd did you have him as your 101 yeah, coming in this season and and again for you know going into next season he he's been my 101 in in and pause on that point cuz you guys were 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 nailing it right? I don't want to get just too too bogged down here but man there was a point where we really I mean he think he was going like 103 104 and look I know this is like redraft versus versus dynasty and I think because of his week 14 bye I think there was like one what was the, the other factors maybe it was like injury there was concern. week 14 bye Naheem Hines became Eckler all of a sudden thank you yeah, yeah. Like, there was like, there was a small Mar- uh, Marlon Mack contingent Marlon Mack, he was going in the second round, guys. Second round yeah, at some drafts. The he weirdest should, argument ever was Marlon he, Mack. He should, he should have stayed at the 103, 104, I mean, maybe even 101. But then, you know, like like we're all saying, he fell to the second round. So, look, stay tuned to the Go District and, and hold stronger convic- you know, convictions from what you hear mm-hmm. here. It, exactly. I mean, John, you know, all that stuff was like, uh, you know, like watching a magician or something out in Vegas, you know. There's there's a lot of distraction going on yeah. to just just keep you from understanding that yes, JT should have been your focus all along. You should yeah. have just kept your eyes on JT, and the trick would have instantly seemed yeah. obvious mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm up. Um, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna keep in uh, keep in with the Jays here. <laughs> you guys are fucking making this like giving me the hardest <laughs> pick of the freaking thing. And we're we're going with Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, Minnesota. Uh, I mean, honestly, I had uh, I had I had Taylor Jefferson Chase for my top three. So we okay. we we just not in exactly the same order, but I, you know, Justin Jefferson, I think has shown everything, you know, that we want to see from chase uh, he's already doing. And, you know, I don't really have too much doubt that chase will get there too. Um, but Jefferson has already demonstrated that he has that elite ceiling. So I'm just, you know, I, I can't put chase in front of him, but uh, he's not far behind. Can't argue with that. I mean, I, th- I think, yeah, I, I can argue with that. You guys pretty much um, hit my top guys there. I, I'm, I'm just going to continue the tier. Do you guys have anything to add on JJ? No, he's, um, he's a stud, absolute stud. I mean, it, 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 he's he's right there. You can make an argu- argument for Justin Jefferson as number one overall. That's how good he's been. Yep. Agreed. All right. Yeah, this is kind of a tough spot. I can go a lot of different ways, um, but I, th- I, I think I continue the trend here with um, these young receivers. I think it's important. I mean, JT's the, the, the running back, obviously, I want over anyone else. But I think getting one of these young stud receivers that give you that longevity, you know, the, the, the no-brainer start every week, um, you guys started with, you know, three of them. I'm going to go CD lamb as the next one in that tier. Um, you know, maybe it hasn't worked out exactly the way people expected coming into this season with that offense or with, with what he's done. Um, but we, I mean, the, the talent cannot be denied. Um, Dan, do we see, uh, just remind me the contract situation wise, do we see, Cooper, did Cooper get re-signed? Just remind me again. I can't. Cooper could be in Dallas next year. There's also a way they could get out of it. So it could go either way with Cooper. My okay. guess is he'll, they'll probably bring him back. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be. But um, uh, Gallup. Gallup is going to be a free agent for this year. And I think it's probably going to be tough for Dallas to retain him. Okay. So you you see the transition there, right? Where CeeDee Lamb will probably take over the one spot there. Cooper compliment, uh, since he can barely stay on the field. And, you know, even when he is, you're not sure if he's a decoy or or, or going to, you know, produce for you that night. But, I again, just the power, the age, the offense he's in, you, you know they're going to you're they're gonna wrap the offense around this this guy um, as, as, you know, as his career progresses. So I'm, I'm going to go CeeDee Lamb here locking up uh what i think is you know that top tier receivers i think are very important when you're you're doing a startup yep for is, sure. it, is it me is it me now in the fifth pick i don't want to get lost. wheeler's yep. wheeler's saying increase the font size i hate how the um you add these the the comments and it covers andrew i mean such That's a beauty okay. you don't want to cover that come on i don't i don't need to <laughs> Yes, Andrew uh, is up again. So we're gonna we're gonna go through the entire first round in the same order we've been going, and then okay. when we get to round two, then we'll go top to bottom instead of bottom to top. Okay, I I, I got this. Okay, so um, <laughs> I mentioned started with wide receivers, filled in running back. So I did have Jonathan Taylor in top five. 
Um, but I'm missing one more uh, wide receiver for my first five. So I am going to go DK Metcalf. I wasn't quite ready to go to the next tier of running backs. Uh, 20, 23 years old here. Um, do I Am I worried about the quarterback situation next year with Russell Wilson gone? maybe, but I've been worried all year long with Russell Wilson uh, in there this year. And yet I just think that he just like talent wise, um, strength skills, et cetera. Uh, I just think that he's the man. So I, I'm, I'm still holding DK Metcalf value very high. Um, I'm worried that I'm off here. Um, but since it's my draft, I'm going to stick with it. So, so DK Metcalf. Dan, I, I just want to, I think this is a very important topic to discuss because I think the way you went through that pro- thought process, I think that we face that a lot, especially even with rookies that are coming in. If they don't land in the, the most favorable spot, you start questioning everything, no matter how high the talent is. And I think what you said, and I'm asking you guys, like just when you're doing a startup, how much does current situation, if you're doing a dynasty startup, right, you want to you know, you're th- obviously you're not going to keep these guys forever because we like to trade and you want to improve and all that good stuff. But how much are you considering the current situation? Like you said, Andrew, with DK, how much do you lower the value of the player, I guess, from his you know talent based on the current situation when you're drafting a startup? Theo, do you have any, any anything on that? I mean, for, for me, DK Metcalf would have been my, my pick if Andrew didn't take him. I think that you have to look at his age and the production that he's had. Um, I think, you know, we, he's almost a, a can't miss type guy. Um, kind of, you know, we've seen this year, maybe the scheme has hurt him um, where, you know, maybe the, the pace of play, I, I think there'll be a coaching change in Seattle this off season. Uh, I, um, so. I think they're going to get away from the, you know, the 1960s football Jeez, that they're trying yeah. to, trying to play right now. And uh, I think that you can, you know, you could see DK Metcalf have, you know, I think there's, you know, good argument that DK Metcalf's best years are, are ahead of him. And I think that, you know, his he could just simply go back to last year's production. And, and I think that would be fine for where Andrew took him based on his age, his physicality, and the fact that he's improving as a receiver where we saw him be kind of limited as a rookie in what he could do. And maybe that's changed where he's, he's running a, a little bit uh, different routes. He looks more polished and, and he's just a, he's just a star. So I, I try not to – I try to be um, – you know, obviously players get driven up by their, by their offensive situation. Um, but I think when it comes to these can't-miss wide receivers, you just put the quarterback on the back, back burner and you, and you want that talent. Yeah. I, I think that – I'll just continue the conversation because I, I obviously agree with what you said, Theo. I mean, I, I think wide receivers, to me, I, I can't predict their situation because – Maybe this is Dan. What you? I think we were talking about earlier this week uh, when we were trying to set our lineup is, you know, wide receivers are a little more you know dependent on the quarterback. I think that you can buy perceived volume with running backs easier than you can buy perceived volume with you know or situation with wide receivers. So in this case, it really was okay. I, I'm just betting on DK's talent. Like 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 Theo said, I think that his route tree has improved. I think his skills have improved. And look, the quarterback situation sucked this year. You know. It goes so much worse next year. I just think that I'm just betting on his talent versus the situation. Yeah, I, I, I kind of look at it as dual tracks. I mean, you know, basically you've got what is what is their value likely to be in my lineup? And then, uh, you know, what is, what is their like value in trade? And how do I see that 
you know, changing, if at all, over the, you know, the course of the offseason and into next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with some players like like DK, you know, he, he's 23 years old. He's a he's just, you know, just already exhibited that he has that talent. So you don't really worry too much about trade value overall. You don't really worry too much about, you know, can he produce? We know he can produce. He might be somewhat quarterback proof. Um Maybe not quite scheme proof. I mean, obviously, if you don't throw him the ball, he's not going to catch it. We've we've determined that so far this year. But um, yeah. you know, it, when they throw him the ball, good things happen. You know, and that's what I'm looking for out of Definitely. you know one of these top receivers. When they throw him the ball, the good things happen. Game so, changers. They yeah. can you can they win you weeks? Like if I'm right. picking these top guys, I want them to to you know win you weeks. Yeah. Because I can't, I can't control whether the team is going to throw them the ball. I can only, yeah. all I can do is just, you know, try to get players that if they, if they get those touches, I know they're going to do good things. Yep. So yes. So right, for, you know. for for me, I, I would have gone DK, um, and I think it's, I, I I might I might see it's I wouldn't call it a a, a tier break, but I do think the top five were, were a little more clear. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I agree. Six six pick. I mean, I would say. If we're making this, doing this, um, you know, three months ago, the four of us would have had AJ Brown at six. But I do think that there's some concerns with these injuries mounting up. Um, for me, this pick came down to Najee Harris or or DeAndre Swift. They were the two running backs I I would have here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean um, Najee Harris. Um, I think that he's the argument against him would be that he's 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 kind of a compiler. But I think that the, the Pittsburgh offensive line will, will get better in his career. Um, they've, Mike Tomlin just seems to fully trust him. Um, we've seen what, what Le'Veon Bell could do, um, you know, in terms of fantasy football production. Um, Najee Harris, I think, next year is going to be ex- going extremely high um, in redraft. I think he, he would command a, a lot of trade value in Dynasty right now. Um, you know, the argument is he's a little bit older than you'd like to see from a rookie running back. You know, you'd love to see him being, you know, uh, uh, Javante Williams-like age. But I think when you look at his receiving ability, his size, and the fact that he can, he's, he's been able to take a pounding this year, um, and I just think that he's, he's a very, very safe kind of foundational running back pick for a dynasty startup. Um, and I think this is about where he should go, and I think six makes, makes a little bit of sense for him. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think, you know, there's just he's he's got everything in place. And, you know, given what he's doing this year, which has been kind of tough circumstances for the type of player that he is, um, you know, and, and, and he's still out there scoring points. You know, he's going to be a mid-range RB1 probably even this year, um, you know, and, and I just don't see that getting any worse. The quarterbacking probably isn't going to get a whole lot worse than what Roethlisberger has provided, to be quite honest. Uh, you know, the, he's he's still got some good receivers uh, that are going to attract attention, uh, no matter who's throwing them the ball. So, and if his offensive line gets any better whatsoever, uh, you know, if they can stay in positive game scripts even a little bit more often, you know, things like that are only going to help him. So, I'm I'm with you there. Anyone else? Any thoughts on Najee? Anybody think he's too high? Anything like that? No. Next, he was the next running back. That's it. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm. I have. I I have two guys rated very very close here, um, and 
this is who I had ranked uh, at number six. And then at number seven, uh, I have another player that hasn't been picked yet, but I think that that player that I have ranked at number seven is still going to be there for me at 11. So I'm just going to stick with my board and go DeAndre Swift, which, uh, which was Theo's other, other player that he was considering. And I, I, again, you know, I think it just kind of comes down to we're seeing the same sorts of things with uh, DeAndre Swift that we're seeing with Najee Harris. Uh, probably Swift is not as good of a runner, but probably a better receiver. And, uh, you know, he's still incredibly young. He's uh, on a team that should, you know, there's obviously nowhere for Detroit to go but up. So uh, that can only help him out as well. So uh, I just love everything we're seeing about the situation with Swift. I think he's going to be a star for years. Agreed. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. He's a slam slam dunk. I mean, he was such a productive receiver and – you know, I think, again, we like guys with their best days potentially ahead of them. And I think his floor, based on his receiving ability, is going to be there as well. So, um, you know, he'll have a number of RB1 years coming down. Yep. Yep, for sure. Oh, man. GD, we're making you think. Yeah, you guys are really putting me in tough spots. Um Just because, the, the, like, the guys, you, you know, you guys grabbed are pretty much uh, – you know, I don't want to say chalk, but I mean, they're, you know, no brainer picks where you guys take them. And then I kind of get in this spot where there's, you know, there's a few options we can go. Um, I'm not ready to bring in, bring in a tight end yet, even though we're saying this is tight end premium. I think I'm still looking at a young running back uh, just to continue the trend. We know who you're taking, J.D., your favorite. <laughs> ah, fuck it. Let's go Gibson. I'm going Gibby. I I mean, again, you know, maybe not the season uh, we expected, but dude's been dude's been legit. The offense been legit. Heineke's been a, a bit of a surprise. Dan, we've talked about that in the chats. Uh, we're lucky to have him for free in in the league. I'm pretty sure we got him super free, um, like round fifty nine thousand in a in a startup draft. Um. I don't know. Is that where you thought I was going, Theo? Or, yes. Or? I'm sorry. I was I you where, did, where did you go with that one? Sorry? What was the pick? Antonio Gibson. Okay. I, I just think I just think the age, I think the value of these these running backs. Uh I mean, this dude, this dude was a receiver, wasn't he? Come like yes. <laughs> call it, you know what I mean? Like this guy, you know, we see guys like Debo uh, you know, getting runs uh you know, in, in the running back position. And that's exciting to me, man. Whenever I, I go back to something I said a couple of weeks ago, and, and um, I believe it's Abib that, that said this, that the, the back-to-back champ is you want these guys that, you know, the offensive coordinators, the coaches are scheming around their offense. They're putting them in different positions. And Antonio, we've seen him, man. We've seen him in different positions. Oh, and I've got Wheeler's stamp of approval. I'm good to go, Dan. That's all I need. There you go. There, I just, Can I? Uh, so I I had him twenty three, and I thought that was high because I I was looking at like we, you know I did, did the list looked at like then like what the consensus has been and maybe Dan you were referring to it is like it's just been like lazy 
right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some of the ADP has been lazy. But I, I was like, boy, this is really reactionary if he's really like a third or fourth round startup pick here in like November. <laughs> like I, I, I think that I would never let him slip past the second. And so re- really interesting, JD, that, that you're so high on him here. I think that that's a lot of faith in him. And I, I think it's all positive. Like this is just to say that like I, we, I think we probably would have had him there before the season. And I think that you're even more slow moving on any reactionary you know, issues to his performance this year. So anyway, I, I think that that's all positive. I thought the overreaction on him has been overblown point being in terms of some of the ADP I was looking at. It's, you know, I I talk about investing guys, you know, you can look at charts, you can look at the hourly, the daily, the 15 minute, the weekly, you you know, you want to start at the weekly level. uh, A good friend of mine told me, and then you kind of work your way in. And and it's like this with a lot of these players on a, on a week to week or day to day basis, their values go up and down. And we, you know, we wanted to talk about guys that we've bought recently that we, you know, that we're pretty excited about. Anytime you can get a guy when his value drops, um, whatever the reason, and his, you know, his coming in, his, you know, you had him at a higher value, you got to buy the dip, man. And, and, you know, that's proven time and time again. And fantasy is the prime place to take advantage of that, you know, that quick and easy hashtag of buy the dip. And I see you you agreeing with me, uh, Andrew. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I was, um, I, you've, you've convinced me that I was probably even too low on him. Uh, and I thought I, I thought I was going to be high on him from this uh, from this discussion. So that's great. It's helpful. Yeah, I, I had him several spots lower than this, but I also think this is kind of the start of a broad tier. Yep. And you know, I just had him a little bit closer to the bottom than the top. But I mean, okay. honestly, we're we're entering a swath of players where I was like had some difficulty. There's so many. Yeah, there's so many ways you can go. You know. Yeah. Yep. For sure. All right, Andrew. Who do we got at nine? Uh, the only tight end I have in the list, I'm going to, I'm going to pull the trigger here. So I'm, I'm going to go Kyle Pitts, uh, and then I'm going to find an age too, uh, as I, uh, as I 21, oh, 21, 21 years 20. old. Yeah. I'm going to round, round up to 21. Um, <laughs> I, I think that you're just getting a ton of equity. He's somebody that I would be drafting here and not even looking to trade unless I get, you know, God, Godfather offer, but I think he's going to hold a lot of value here in tight end premium. Um, I think he was a rookie tight end this year. And I think that that's perfectly fine. I think he was a great rookie tight end. I don't think that he can carry an entire offense by himself. And that shouldn't be our expectation of him. And I think he performed just fine um, to show that he's going to have um, a really high ceiling in this league uh, and at least a, uh, a really good floor that will hold some trade value here uh, to, to even take some bumps in the road uh, over the next couple of years. So I am going Kyle Pitts. I'll just say that I had this, the top five, um, and then I had this, you know, I had Pitts and then one other wide receiver before I, I started diving into these running backs again. So I had like a, I, I agreed with Theo, uh, Theo's mini tier break after five. And I had a couple of these guys kind of string, you know, hanging out there in the, in the stratosphere a little bit, uh, right, just right onto that first tier. So Kyle, Kyle Pitts for me. Yeah, I think right. that's a great that's... pick. I was, I was going to take Kyle Pitts. So, um... Sorry for sniping you, Theo. Yeah, you, well, you know, you're good thing. Good thing we we split teams, Andrew, because I think we have a lot of the same ideas on guys. <laughs> and and you talk about you talk about uh, equity. You t- and and shout out to Wheeler. He was tw- he just turned twenty one. He turned twenty one in October. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, he's about as young as it gets. And I think you talk about equity. If you're in the FFPC, like like we all play for Dynasty. Um, you know, Kyle Pitts is still kind of a name your price guy. It's impossible to get Kyle Pitts. And if you are going to trade Kyle Pitts, you'll get an absolute haul. 
Um, I believe I believe Dan moved to uh, moved to Kyle Pitts this year. Correct, Dan? Yeah, we did that in the money league. Well, you did. Yeah, you did that with me, but that was the super flex. But I mean, oh, sorry, super flex. Yeah, not super flex. He's still commanding a high, you know, a very very high value and tight. It's still tight end premium. Any any tight end premium, he's yeah. going to hold that value, right? Oh. Uh, 100%, 100%, 100%. So I think that's a great pick. This is a very tough pick for me at 10. Um, I could go with a number of different positions. Um, again, I'm very tempted to go to go A.J. Brown, but I do have some concerns with the injuries at this point. Um, I was very tempted to go D.J. Moore, who I think is a guy I really like around this range, but I'm going to go Javante Williams. Um, I think it's a little bit of a, a forward-thinking um, pick, but we all saw his um, ability, um, you know, recently, especially, um, you know, at Sunday night. Um, and he's very young. He's flashed all season long. I believe he leads the league in uh, forced missed tackles, something incredible based on his carries. Um, and he's he's one of the youngest running backs in football. And um, the guys, uh, the guys, you know, He's a stud, and I think that he will end up being a first-round pick in, in Dynasty Startups this summer um, in the FFPC. So I think where I'm getting him is, is, a, is, a, is a good range. What do you guys think about Javante here? Yeah, I've, I've got him in that same tier. Uh, you know, I had him, again, just a little bit lower down. But, uh, you know, there's, all the signs are there, everything that you want to see. Uh, you know, the only the only thing that we need to know is that Denver's not going to do something stupid like re-sign Melvin Gordon. Yeah, that would that would certainly hurt my my tenth overall. That would, that would, yeah, that would that, that would definitely change the calculus, I think, because you know, because for running backs with a shorter shelf life, I mean, you you just have to take a little bit of situation into to context, even if you love the talent. Um, you know, but. I, I think even if they signed Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams by, you know, like this time next year would be smashing no matter what, even if even if Gordon was on the team with him. Yeah, and we talk about redraft too. I think I talked about this with either you or Andrew, um, but like Javante is going to shoot up the boards in redraft. Like oh, by the end sure. of the summer in these, I mean, you can just, you can just see it when these, in these high stakes drafts, the guy's going to end up going in the first round because people have the forward, forward thinking. Basically what we saw with, Antonio Gibson is what we're going to see with Javante Williams. And if they sign a quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson or one of these, these coveted veterans go there, I mean, you could talk about Javante going in the top five in redraft. So mm -hmm. I think he's going to shoot up in both, both things. I think it's the talent's undeniable. <clears throat> and, yep. and you're seeing a trend, guys, with these ages, right, that the, the guys are drafting their first or second year rookie running back or starting running backs. Um, and you know, Theo takes a guy that he just, just got his first, you know, start Melvin's kind of, um, injury or kind of open the door for him. But when you pick up youth at this point, it's easier to, to move a guy that's young and has the, the upside and the potential that everyone sees, um, then move the, the older pieces that some, some drafters might be thinking of taking in these in these spots of a, a startup um you know we'll we'll get to those guys i don't want to be the guy that drops names in the middle of a draft that haven't been taken off the board but yeah, you guys know cool. who we're talking about right um right. so you have to you have to balance in a draft or you have to balance you know the youth with 
with production. And, and we talk about here how we always try to stay competitive and, and keep that balance throughout uh, the season. But um, that you'll see the, the thread here. The common thread is age. And you want to pick up youth, man. You want to get those studs because they hold their value. And, and you know, Andrew, you, when you pick Pitts, that's exactly it, right? He's going to hold that value in tight end premium. It's not going anywhere. Yep. Pit, pit coins sure. a store of value. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, if I'm <laughs> picking an older player, I'm looking at, do I still think they can be productive for the next three years? And do I think other people will think it's going to be productive exactly. for the next three years? That uh, second part's important. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm going to, I'm going to break the age curve here. And uh, which one, pull. which one, which, which geezer are you bringing in? I'm bringing in uh, the the geezer from Carolina um, because he is, he is a a full, you know, he's 24. Um, Yikes. (laughs) This guy's, this guy's getting, uh, you know, fitted for the scooter right now. Um, But no, I, I, I I was happy to hear uh, Theo say that he was considering DJ Moore. I was even happier to here that he didn't want to pick DJ Moore at 10 because that left him for me at 11. That was the guy I was looking at at seven. Um, I'd have been happy with him or Swift there at seven. And, you know, I think DJ Moore, it just kind of comes down to, you know, again, we've, he's shown he can do good things when you get the ball in his hands. And, you know, all he needs is a quarterback who can get the ball in his hands. I don't think Cam Newton is going to be in Carolina next year. Uh, Sam Darnold might be, but I don't think it's going to be as a starter. I mean, Carolina has to address quarterback. And if they, as long as they do, um, I think DJ Moore is going to benefit. So uh, I'm, I'm totally fine taking Moore here. Uh, you know, he's just demonstrated, uh, you know, as he's moved through his first three years, you know, that he's, he's on an elite path. And that's what I'm kind of looking for is, you know, players that are on an elite path if they're going to be a little bit older. Not Getting that, guys. I, I don't need to argue. I can't, you can't argue with CMC. I mean, just uh, let's face it, just at the beginning of this season, which hasn't even ended yet, he was the one-on-one for a lot of people who were not watching this show or listening to the show. Uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but in all honesty, you know, the, I, I, I think if he didn't get re-injured, maybe uh, there's less fear out there. We're, we're looking at DJ Moore. Oh, CMC. Fuck. So sorry, yeah, dude. yeah, DJ Moore. So sorry, but, dude. The Carolina. Yeah. Edit. Do we have a producer that edits this shit? No. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we can work on that. All right. Fuck, DJ Moore. That's your old dude that you brought in. Jeez. Yeah, that's my old dude that I brought in. Jesus, man. I know, right? Twenty-four. It's awful. No, I like it. I like it. My next. Yep. Fired up. Yep. All right, You're, I'm gonna. Got I'm two in a row here, actually. I'm. I'm stick. Oh, I got two in a row. Okay, I'm sticking with you, Dan. I'm. I'm bringing the geezers in. I got really excited there. I thought you brought the other Carolina Panther in here, um, but I'm sticking at receiver. And as much as we talk about youth, this guy is a game changer, a week changer. His quarterback's not going anywhere anytime soon, and I don't think his speed is. I'm going with the cheetah, mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill. Anyone that can drop a 40-piece on me any week, uh, you know, I'll take it. I, I think this guy is a secret weapon. You have him in your lineup. You know, you're, you've, 
you have an edge, let's say, at, at that position every week. And like I said, he's 27 uh, and a half-ish, I guess you could say. But I think that, he, you know, you talked about that three-year window, Dan. I, I don't know that um, in the next three years he gets to 29, 30. Uh, his value probably on the end of that. But I figure that the way I would play that is I would draft him now. And if my, my team can compete now, I, I would use him as the, the weapon he is. I don't think he loses his value yet. So if your team, you know, ball, uh, you know, bombs and, and you're in Renault mode early, I think he's still a nice piece that you can easily move for value. Yep. I, I totally agree. I've got, I've got Hill right up in this range as well. Um, you know, for exactly those reasons, um, you know, he's, he's just such a, he's, he's a re- weak wrecker. I mean, you know, he can, he can go out there and just absolutely destroy your opponent on a, any given week. And you know, that, that is a, a special skill. Weak wrecker. I like that. Yeah, and, and we brought up, um, we brought up, uh, you know, do players get elevated based on their offensive situation? And Tyreek obviously is attached to, to Pat Mahomes. Mahomes loves him. So you could see him kind of aging gracefully. Um, maybe he, he starts seeing even more lower dot looks as he gets a little older. But I think he's just – he's such a big part of that offense. Um, and I think that he's still got a, a window to, uh, you know, be a league winner, um, you know, next year at 27, 28 years old. Yep. I don't like this turn either, Dan. Are we are we seriously? You're giving me a turn here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Talking about geezers, I'm looking at two geezer running backs. Um, I'm gonna put Barkley here. I think I think Barkley. You know, as much as yes, he's been dealing with injuries. He hasn't been on the f- field in the sense that you know he's not a guy with a, a lot of th- threat off the tires. Uh, is that the saying, Dan? I always fuck these things up. Is it off the tires or on the tires, or how's that shit work? Yeah, uh, e- either way, he's <laughs> he's still got pretty, plenty of tread left on the tire. I think. And, and uh, guys, we forgot to give a huge congrats to Dan, by the way, for uh, the big victory this weekend. As you guys see, he's sporting the the gear. Oh yes, yes, Baylor. You know, Dan. Very well done. Let's yes, let's give him some air horns. Well done. Well done. I'm going to go to, Bar- I'm going to go Barkley just cause I, I think he, like I said, and, and Clapper's gone right at the end of the day, the Clapper's gone. That's got to bring his value up. People might have hope. Uh, the other geezer I was talking at and sorry, Dan, I totally got spaced after you're talking Carolina there. But I think he he could have been an option here because he still has like you know you said the game the weak wrecker uh, type of power. But let's face it, we talked about AJ Brown. These guys once there's more than one injury and they're you know multiple weeks, you 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 got to bring him down the rankings a bit. So I, I like Barkley a bit more as much as he's had the multiple injuries. Let's hope he can stick. One of those guys that comes in later and sticks some years together. You know that kind of like what we're seeing out of Mixon right now. Yeah. So on, on this, before we move on, I don't think this is being mean because I want you guys to be mean to me. And are, are we are we posting these these top twenty four? But my, my my real question is, Barkley is my first off the board pick so far, and I know we're getting in the second round anyway. So what does it matter? But I, I didn't have Barkley listed. I think that that's just because of how I did the list. Was 
wide receivers, sexy wide receivers first, <laughs> and then tried to slip in. Uh, uh, the, You're like Elijah Moore or Barkley, Elijah. Moore. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 literally what happened here. So, anyways, I just wanted to acknowledge like this, and again, we're doing 24 players, so it is what it is. You know, Barkley's 25, 26, you know, whatever. Uh, but this is my first off the board player. I think it's just because I'm just being mean to older and hurt running backs. But just wanted to at least throw that out there. I didn't know if anybody thought similarly. No, I, I would. I, I think this is a little high for Barkley as well. Um, you know, the guys which sucked for our Triflex team. Our Triflex team is dead, Theo. Put, Bar- put Barkley at the top. No. <laughs> our, 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 yeah, so I'll argue. Our, our, I'll, I'll make a quick argument. Oh, our Triflex team might might have a shorter window because of <laughs> of Barkley. Like next year could come back. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not ready to call it quite dead. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of like you, you know these these first two round picks are so important. Um, and we've seen Barkley play 10 games the last two years. So, no. or excuse me, that was CMC. We've seen Barkley play, you know, missed games for now uh, three years of his career. Um, and, you know, I think the last injury was a little fluke. I'd like to see him end the year Definitely. right. But it's – maybe this is this is good value for J.D. I, I would have probably gone a couple of different directions uh, before before Saquon, though, personally. Oh, I'm not. I'm not hurt, boys. This, this is this is a hard. Well, it's I, I sparked the discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no. And and I, I, Dan, I'm curious to know what are your thoughts on Barkley? Is he is he kind of off your board? Uh, if we're doing a startup right now in the in the top couple rounds, do we have Dan back or no? Sorry, yeah. guys. I... Yeah, no problem. Do we lose you? My my internet is freezing up here pretty bad, so uh, uh, we're losing Dan. Ah, oh, lost Dan, and <laughs> worst of all, we lost our draft board. I know that's that's. It's like I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like fuck you guys in your draft. Yeah, that's uh, good. He'll be he'll be back. He'll be yeah. back. All good. No, I, I, I and, and again, like I said, we're doing we're doing two rounds. I just I thought it was really interesting. I, I set it up at the top. It's just like, hey, like what are the what are the sexy wide receivers? And I'll fill in the gaps from there to make sure that I get to twenty four. So yeah, and, and you know what? I can't disagree with you. I'm looking at names that you could throw in there. It's I don't know. I still think there's value there, and I still yeah. think that there's there's the upside that he gives you is still that possible top five dynasty piece. So. Yeah. Look, I'm not. I'm, you know, I I don't disagree with you guys. It's, no, and, and that's the thing, right? Is like, especially because like if you're, and I know, like you know, I think Dan mentioned what you know, three went three year window, maybe two year window, but ultimately you're trying to win money in that year. And it's nice to have a piece that you can trade and extend your window. But if Barkley hits, you know, you're winning some cash in that first year, right? And that's and that's what you're trying to do is is, is then fund yourself for future years. So yeah, Dan, we got you back. No, he's frozen in time. Frozen well, in the Minnesota wins. Deal. Well, we're on we're on pick fourteen. We could we can keep going. I guess this this will go to Andrew next. Still, no, sadly, it's Dan next. Oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> he took his ball right right when it was I'm trying spot. to be unfrozen. Oh, there he is. Nice, Dan. You're up fourteen. No, it's not happening. Send us a Morse code or something so we know who you pick. Act it out, charades, Dan. <laughs> this, is, this is the point where, if you're listening to the podcast, I su- I suggest you go to the Goat District YouTube page 
subscribe, click the bell, yeah, the bell, get the notifications so you can see all of the charades that Dan's performing. Here, let, guys, let's answer. We got a question in the in the chat. Uh, Albert Chen. Side note: Rest of the season, Goff worth a bench stash in two QB leagues for playoffs. Shout out to Albert Chen is my boy. Um, I'll take the I'll take the question. Um, yes, I think that um, if you're in a two QB league, um, depending on your roster size, I think that um, you know Goff Goff can be rostered. Um, I think that he finally has uh, two wide receivers that they're kind of sticking with um, with with Josh Reynolds and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and I think that he found Hawkinson for a touchdown last weekend. So I think that in terms of two QB leagues, I think that he's he's back on the, you know, the he's probably not an every week QB two, but I think he's a high end QB three. And that might have use to you, um, you know, as these injuries mount up and, you know, super flex, you, you have to take what you can get sometimes. But I'm certainly I certainly like the way um, that you, they targeted Amon Ra last week with 12, uh, 12 targets. And Reynolds has been a big help to him as well. All right. I think I might be back here. Nice. We have our board back. We're like, Dan just took his ball and went home. I know, right? This is, this is Guys, awesome. Guys, let, let's take this minute right here. Uh, VeridianGlobal.com. Go check it out for any gold gear, any fantasy football gear. Right now, it's Christmas time. Good time to get some gifts. And MyFFPC.com for the best site to play high stakes or even low stakes, man. They start at five bucks, uh, best balls, all the way up to 10 grand. So myffpc.com. Dan, I had to throw in the plug. Take it, brother. All right. Sounds good. Yes, I'm glad you did. So I'm, uh, while, I, while I've actually got internet here, I'm going to get my pick in. Uh, we're going to go uh, Chris Godwin, wide receiver, currently of Tampa, though he is a free agent coming up this next year. Uh, 25 years old. So, you know, he's kind of, I, he's kind of an old guy, but uh, you know, we'll 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 hang with that. But I mean, just what the, the skills he's shown, uh, you know. Again, you throw him the ball, good things happen. Uh, uh, you know, he he looked great with Jameis. He looks great with uh, with Tom Brady. Uh, I suspect he's going to make any quarterback look pretty good. I like it. No, I like it. He's a, he's a very he's a safe he's a safe pick. The guys, I mean, the guys a stud. Yeah, it's hard to disagree. It's the opposite of a Barkley pick, right? He's got Brady as his quarterback for at least mm-hmm. two to 200 years. He's, you know, and you said he's a free agent, but I mean. He could he could go back, yeah. So He goes back or, or he doesn't. He's obviously going to go somewhere where he's, you know, the offense going to be kind of wrapped around him. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's, yeah, you can't go wrong with uh, with Godwin there. You guys surprised by by that pick there ahead of other guys that you guys may have had, or Andrew's like, no, kind of maybe so. I have, I mean, I have two guys ahead. Um, I'm still interested in the one that's not picked, especially cause Dan was up. Um, but I, I really like Godwin there. Uh, I think he's like, this, this is absolutely, I mean, I had him, I had him 15th. So I think this is the spot he should be. I'm just surprised there's some other players, you know, Personally, oh, there, 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 there was a player I was very, very tempted to take, and I think we all don't have to really work too hard to guess who that might be, but I won't say the name yet. Yeah, so. no table talk. I like it. <laughs> all right, Theo. I think you're Theo's up. up. So um, I'll go for it. I'll take uh, I'll take A.J. Brown right here, um, bounce back. There um, it is. You know, I think that uh, A.J., again, if this was two months ago, I think he would have gone a lot higher, and I know we're not allowed to say say names, but um, you know, I considered I considered Debo here, 
Um, I considered Jalen Waddle here, but I ultimately went to A.J. Brown because I, I do think that um, a wide receiver one overall um, is in his range of outcomes, and I think we will see it at some point in his career. I still believe in the talent, um, and it's been an unfortunate year, but I will be, I'll be back on, I'll be back on AJ uh, next year. Um, you know, I'm, I'm positive about it. Unless there's some, some kind of injury setbacks, I think, you know, you might see him at an even better value next year. Yeah, totally agree. It, it, it was hard leaving AJ Brown down this well, but. Well, last year he was in that top tier, right? With those other guys. Right. Like coming into the season. Yeah. He was, he was up there around like DK Metcalf. So. Yeah. You know, he was in the he was in the you know like three four five range for a lot of people. So it could be a good buy right now if you're in Randall mode. Right. Yeah. For sure. So, something tells me we're about to see three Ole Miss wide receivers in the top twenty four. <laughs> um, but not but not this pick. I think that's coming later from one of us. Some of us. Um, this is the most on brand Shelly pick there is. Um, it, it'd be at this point in the draft that I'm telegraphing that I'm going after. Joe Burrow a few rounds later. Uh, but after taking Jamar Ch- Chase 101, I yep, you got it, Dan. T. Higgins, 22 years old. Um, just oh, to make sure that I'm on, on point for the, the age here. Um, man, I thought I was going after you because I got lost in the fact that where our uh, pro, you know, our profile pictures are now. And I was going to be, you know, sp- speaking of guys that had monster games uh, in week 13 right after your Godwin pick. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, T Higgins, a little bit of a, a breakout game. That was awesome to see, especially as, you know, me pumping him up in the first week of some of these football guys in main event, uh, championships was awesome last week. So, I mean, T Higgins is a guy for me. I, I think he's got the, the size profile. Um, and the fact that Jamar Chase is there does not scare me at all. I think that they're very complimentary, two great players, a, um, a quarterback who's not afraid to get the ball to either of them. I'd like to see a little bit more of it this year, but again, I think that they've each shown um, that they can do really well. So I have T Higgins here and I think that I I'm, I'm pretty happy to have him at 16. Yeah, I don't hate that. And I think he was another guy that a few weeks ago, I can't remember exactly, but was, you know, had a nice buy opportunity um, where people were kind of writing off the fact that he could be one, one B maybe even one a in, in some, some scenarios. Yep. Who's up? Uh, you JD. I'm so lost in the order right now with the, I know lost, that's changing and lost in the snake draft. All right, Theo, I, I have to, I mean, this is my most owned player, my, my pride and joy of the 2021 season, uh, after my boy JT and that's the Debo Samuel. Uh, there was one other guy I was considering in the, in this spot, but they're struggling right now. Um, age becomes a factor. You're looking at a guy who's not 26 yet in Debo Samuel and has an entire offense that just runs through him. He runs through them. They run around him. It's, it's just, he's running the ball, catching the ball, throwing the ball. He's, he's doing it all in that offense. And as much as they've added a guy like Ayuk, um, you've, you've only seen his role grow in that offense. And to me, that says a lot. And, you know, whether Lance comes in or Jimmy G stays for a bit, I think Demo, Debo has been, um, you know, he's been a staple in this offense for a couple of years now um, since he's gotten here. So I, I don't think that's changing. If anything, we're seeing an evolution of the player in that offense. And, uh, I, you know, I might be a bit early for some, but uh, I'm, I'm comfortable taking him here in, in this spot. 
Yeah, I mean, I consider him where I took AJ Brown. Um, I think this is a is about the right spot for him. I mean, he has had injuries in the past, but you can't ignore this smash season. And we also talk about the third year breakout. That used to be a thing that people would say all the time, and people have kind of gotten away from it. But this is absolutely like the third year breakout. The guy broke out as a rookie. You know, had some some issues last last year, um, and th- you know, this year we got him at a discount. Um, in redraft, and he's just been sensational. And I love the way he's used as a rusher by Kyle Shanahan. I think that that just builds a a floor for him, Um, and he's an explosive player. I will be interested to see how he does with Trey Lance. That change is coming, Um, but, you know, it's not like he'd be losing some fantastic quarterback in Garoppolo. So I think this is a a very good spot for Samuel. I think he's a top 24, you know, dynasty startup pick all summer long. Yeah, eleven point five points then uh, per per game to twenty one point two, number two in the league right now. All right, so I I went back and forth between uh, the guy I'm going to pick and then uh, one other guy on my list. So uh, I'm I decided that I'm going to be an ageist. I'm going with the younger player. Oh, I'm even. surprised. <laughs> so I'm I'm going Jalen Waddle here. Um, I mean, he's just showing everything you want to see in Miami right now. Uh, you know, he's he's got the elite speed. He, you know, he works well underneath. Uh, he, he can do the yak. He, you know, every everything is working right now for him. So, uh, I'm I'm basically totally on board with uh, with Waddle and the player. I, I think he's similar in some ways to the player that I, I would have taken next. I think we'll probably come off the board pretty soon. But given that Waddle's a couple of years younger, I'm just going to go there because I think he's shown me enough over the past uh, six, eight weeks that I, you know, I, I feel like he's on a star track. I, I, actually, I thought he, I thought Dan was going to take him when he took Chris Godwin. So I think it's. Yeah, Godwin surprised me. I got to say, that's why I asked the other guys. Godwin surprised me there. I thought you had a couple other guys ahead of him. And even here, I'm I'm a little surprised. I thought you had one other guy. And I'm wondering if that's who you're talking about with the, the old guy. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and when I say the old guy, uh, the old guy that I'm talking about <laughs> would be the same age as Godwin. So not that old. But uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, there's something to be said for, you know, what what Godwin has proven. Uh, you know, and he's still only 25 and, you know, so he's right, you know, he's just coming into his, his, his peak years. Uh, you know, I just, I, Godwin's just one of those players that makes you feel real safe. You feel like you get Godwin and you're not, you know, it, it, it's a super safe pick. You know, you're, you're probably not going to bust the top out, but you're, you're certainly going to have a, a great floor underneath him. You know, or as Waddle, I feel not quite as confident yet. So. You know, is it the, the quarter the quarterback situation seems to play a big part in in what you just described? No, mm, maybe maybe not. I mean, you know, with Godwin, I just I he's just the aliens are back. Yeah, I think no. Dan froze up. They got Dan. He's gone. No, who's after Dan? Dio. Oh, it's back to me. Um, yes, just got mixed up in in the order. Um, I think Waddle was a Waddle was a great pick right there. Um, for me, at this point, it's 
it's a little it's a little bit flat. Um, I'm gonna go actually with Joe Mixon, yeah. who yeah, I, like I, I think is a little bit of a curveball here. And I looked at a number of wide receivers and a number of running backs, but I just like the fact that Mixon is is 25. And we talk about the offense. I think next year the Cincinnati offense could just be red hot. Um, you know, Burrow's shown signs of stepping forward. Um, the team made a financial commitment to Joe Mixon um, this past offseason. So I think that he's got a really nice two-year window, maybe three-year window, um, where he could be, you know, an outstanding running back one. So this was probably a little high for Mixon, um, you know, based on I, I'm guessing where, where you guys would have had him. Um, and, again, I could have gone with a number of running backs or wide receivers, but I felt like this was a good spot for, for, for Joe Mixon, um, you know, keeping your, your running back somewhat young, but also having a, a, you know, potential to be in the number one offense in football next year, in my opinion. This was my first year actually buying Mixon, just where he was going. Uh, the offense, you know, he's had the injuries. He's, he's hasn't, you know, he's had the ups and downs, I'm sure, as, as if you've owned him in Dynasty, but – this year, just again, you want to tie your your running backs, especially guys that are just like dominating the backfield in a really good offense that you know is going to score points. And we've seen it in Cincinnati this year, and they have a good defense. That's like another added bonus to to what you want behind your running back. So Mixon, uh, you know, I made a move for him. Um, what was it? Etienne in the first for Mixon and uh, the the three hundred one or something like that for for um, a contender. I, I really like what he offers. And I think that, you know, guys that are just looking at the list and looking at the age beside the player as a running back, I think that that gives you that a bit of value on a player like that. What do you think, Andrew? Totally agree. Love Joe Mixon, have him in a few spots in dynasty. Um, And before this year, I wondered whether my cell window had closed and that I was making a mistake walking into this year. Um, you know, still owning him and of course didn't sell him and have had, you know, have really enjoyed his performance this year. And now I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to write it out because I, you know, unless I get like a, you know, a good deal for him and maybe I do move on, but, uh, I like what I've seen from him. I, again, I think the air is pointing up Theo, you just pointed it out. I've already taken two Bengals wide receivers and I don't even think that precludes me from liking Joe Mixon even further. I just love the Bengals offense. Yeah, I, Mixon Mixon's a totally defensible pick here, yep. and you know I think it's interesting that he's going ahead of, you know, like, you know, um, I'll I'll name names: Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, guys like that. Yep. Um, but but I think there are definitely reasons why. I mean, you know, mileage wise, I think he's just in much better shape than uh, some of those other guys, and he's he's you know. He's been staying healthy other than that one year, um, mm-hmm. you know, last year where where he, you know, they just basically said, yeah, the season's a wreck. So they they didn't really try that hard to bring him back, I don't think. Yep. Uh, I'm up on 20. Uh, th- so uh, I'm going to go wide receiver again. Uh, I think I've had four. Five picks, five will be wide receivers. Uh, Stefan Diggs. I know he's a little bit older. I think 27. I was trying to do math, and then I think I missed the page. I was like, yeah. So he's 27. Maybe he's 28 now. Um, man, all I want to say is 
that back shoulder catch last night was just like a, like you know a ballet in of you know in motion. Uh, loved seeing it. He's a stud. Um, I think he's tied to Josh Allen at least for maybe two years. Uh, but you can fact check me if you want. You know, bl- blow me up if I'm wrong there. But l- love being in that offense. Love being with Josh Allen. And I think he's talented. And I like him for the next two years. And I think he's going to help win you, you know, you know, championship if you build correctly here uh, in that window. So I, I, I don't mind. I think he's the oldest player, or one of the. Uh, I think maybe either him or Tyreek uh, here today. But I, I don't mind getting, uh, um, you know, digs in this spot late second round of the startup. All right, that makes sense, JD. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I was going. Am I next now? Yep. Yep. All right, I'm going to do it. I know I already like made a, a bad pick according to uh, with with the Barkley move, but I'm going to throw in the CMC action at this point. Um, I just think that as much as you know the multiple injuries as I talked about earlier, um, you know, you're it's a startup. Hopefully, we're going into next season, and and you know he's uh, healthy going in this season. I just what this guy offers upside wise. Um, you know, he had that one season and then it's kind of gone downhill after that. But, um, this is a guy that takes care of himself of himself physically. Um, there's another running back that you could go here. That's a little older. That's similar. Takes him, you know, um, takes care of himself physically. But when, when this guy's on the field and he's healthy, you would hope this offense turns it around and, and, you know, there's more on the table net going into next season, but I'm going to go McCaffrey here. I think what, where were we at? 22 now? Mm-hmm. Um, 21 for McCaffrey. Yep. So, yeah, I, I'm again, I don't like it. I don't like it, but I do think he's got more value than the other guys I'm looking at uh, after digs. That's again, I, I think that there's the, the teardrop and he's probably the last guy that I would, put in in this kind of really long tier i find after those top five I, f- I feel like it's pretty flat not that you know um anyways i'm going mccaffrey you guys can shred it up no i think that's that's perfect here yeah it's fine i mean there's a there's a decent amount of risk with that pick but uh you know the upside is you know you could be you know mccaffrey if he stays healthy could be the the number one running back still um, in the week. So yeah, you know, you have to, you have to balance those two things. And Dan, you, you mentioned names. I think there's, there's maybe too many names. I even mentioned, I I did have Dalvin and Chubb above CMC here. And maybe the Chubb, Chubb one's weird. Um, but I had them both above CMC, but I, I I had each of those three, uh, in, in the top 24. Um, who was it? Chubb Chubb and who? Oh, Dalvin. I had, I had I had Dalvin and Chubb. Talk about uh, an old man, dude. just just above CMC, and I think they're all in that that twenty five age range. The two I didn't have, and maybe we talk about. Them, I don't know if you guys were going to take them, so I apologize if so. Is I, I did not have Kamara or Eckler in my top twenty four, so I, I had I had them out. But I but I as I was looking at ages, I think Kamara, Eckler, CMC, Chubb, and Dalvin are all like. A old twenty five or just turned twenty six here, um, and and you're basically making that decision, like you said with Barkley. Whereas you're just not going to take him because you're not going to get him. Pat, like they're going to go in these top two rounds. No guys, or you, you don't. You think next year maybe they go further? 
I no, I think they're definitely going to go in the top two rounds. Um, you know, I think maybe even some of the people that we've uh, we've taken here might get pushed down. You know, mm-hmm. I, I I could definitely see like Waddle, Debo, maybe even T Higgins uh, not making it into most top twenty fours. Um, I agree. You know, and that's fine, but that's yeah. you know that's just not the way I play. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play by generally. You know, dynasty wise, I'm probably not that much different than Andrew. And then I'm going to I'm going to get my core of young wide receivers set. And then I'll start worrying about running back a little bit after that. Um, Just because, you know, we've seen, you know, this is this is maybe like the the extreme year. But so many running backs just come out of the woodwork that if you've got your solid core wide receivers, you know, you get your tight end, you get your quarterback set, all that you can you can really, you know, kind of just make it up as you go along almost at running back some years. Uh, Some years that's a little bit more difficult, but, you know, again, if you've got that core, you know, even if you do have a a poor first year because it was not a zero running back year, you're probably going to end up with a really high draft choice for next year. And you're going to be able to get, you know, that anchor running back uh, at the beginning of next year at the very least. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of like my extreme fallback of, well, you know, if I can't get an anchor running back anywhere else, that's uh, I'll I'll pick him up next year. Yeah, and I I mean maybe continue to play out the hypothetical and just have everything go right for you. But you know, you, you miss the playoffs, but you make it in the FFPC format, and you're in the then the you know the the draft slot playoffs, right? And if you if you peak at the right time and you've done this young wide receiver and zero running back, per, perhaps that yeah you didn't make the playoffs because you you didn't peak appropriately. But, but maybe you win your way into the 101 and you've got this monster setting up for next year. Look, mm-hmm. lo, lo, lots of if-thens and, and whatevers, mm-hmm. but I, I think that that's sort of like the point of you, you can kind of time your peak, even if you won't make you know win the money, maybe you set yourself up really, really well for the you know, few next couple of years. And I think it's like, it's, it's your, A, you're going to build accordingly, right? So if you do take one of these guys, you're building accordingly. The other thing is you're looking at your, your league mates, right? If everybody's going young receivers, young this, young that, and, and they're, everybody's kind of forfeiting, trading down and, and grabbing picks and, you know, you have a chance. Th- that's where maybe you take one. You're not taking Barkley NCMC or, or, you know, you're maybe taking one. And then you're building accordingly and you're building that safety net underneath as you go deeper in the draft. And Dan, you're talking about, you know, and we say it often, be top heavy at receiver, get your studs. Then you don't have to overthink the receiver position. And then you have a, like a depth of running backs. And we see it this year, the James Conner, the Elijah Mitchells, the, you know, we can go on and on about the, the guys that have stepped up to kind of fulfill that kind of roster build. Yep, for sure. And, and on that note, I'm going to go with, a player that in an actual draft, um, I might try to wait him out a little bit longer. But, um, but yeah, I'm going to take Deontay Johnson right here. And he he's a guy that I was actually thinking about where I took Waddle. Um, but, I mean, he's just so productive for Pittsburgh. And, you know, even with Roethlisberger being just like a shell of his former self, uh, you know, Johnson really is starting to look like, uh, you know, another Antonio Brown, uh, just a guy who can just who, who absolutely vacuums up catches. Uh, he's good at yak. You know, he's he's got the whole package. You know, he's basically a Chris Godwin, a Jalen Waddle, uh, Deontay Johnson. You know, you're you're, you're talking a, a DJ Moore. You know, I, clearly I have a type because I keep picking these guys. But, uh, you know, they're, they're just the kind of guys, 
you know, that can put out a 25 point week very, very easily. And they can do it in a variety of ways. They can do it scoring touchdowns. They can just rack up the, the yak or they can, you know, get the catches or some combination of the three. And, you know, when you have guys who can do that, uh, that's to me, that's super valuable, you know, because it, it just builds in that really nice floor. Because you've been having to flash your spreadsheet on and off the screen, Dan, I saw where you had him, and I was so <laughs> jealous of this, and I was just waiting for you to pick him. Uh, I had him at number 10. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I had You took him at 20. You had, you had him at 10, took him at 22. I had him on 20 on my list. Um, so I just wanted to say that for frame of reference in terms of you said wait him out, and I, I agree, and I, and I thought I was going to be early, and I'm just so jealous that you were putting such a bold stake in the ground with Deontay Johnson. So I think that's also another, another good call there. No, I love the pick. I mean, the guy's a stud in two touchdowns mm-hmm. this past weekend. And, you know, people keep, keep uh, kind of doubting his, you know, his, his talent, but he keeps proving it on, on the field every single Sunday. Um, and he's, I mean, he's just a fantastic player. He catches and all the, you know, last year was all the, the drop passes. He certainly has uh that that's that's completely out the window now. Um, the guy's the guy's a, a great player, and, and he's only twenty five years old. Yeah, there's a there's a certain point where you have to throw draft position out the window, you know. And uh, Deontay is past that point. Um, I don't care if he was drafted in third round or you know whatever it was. I think it was third round. Um, you know, Diggs was dra- drafted in the fifth round. Uh, you know, it, Godwin was drafted in the third round. You can, you know, you can be a third round wide receiver, and you can still be an absolute stud. So, you know, it, and Pittsburgh always seems to draft wide receivers really well. Yep, let them do the scouting for you. Yep, exactly. Theo, Theo, you're up. Okay, so this one, it's coming towards the end of the end of the round here. Um, you know, we could have, I could have gone with one of those. You know, highly productive running backs that are like twenty six and up. I think it's it's a, it's a fine range to take them in. Um, you know, I could have gone with Cooper Cup, who's had the the greatest year. You know, we've we've seen one of the best years. You know, in, in that you know for Rams wide receiver ever. But he's just a little old for me to take in this range at twenty nine years. He'll be twenty nine. Um, I'm going with Elijah Moore, who's been, you know. Everything we we talked about this summer, um, you know, we've seen um, with Elijah Moore. Yeah, and, and the last few games, he's had an over thirty percent target share. Um, I think there's a chance next year he could lead the league in target share. I think that he's just that talented a player, and I think that he's going to become such a focal point of that offense. Um, and I think that you know, despite you know the questions we have about Zach Wilson, I think he could just be. The, the Jets offense. And I also like the fact that they use him as a rusher. Um, I think that, you know, stylistically, he kind of compares to Debo Samuel in that regard, where you can do different things with him around the line of scrimmage. And that just kind of elevates his, his, his fantasy floor. So for me, in Dynasty startups, I have a ton of Elijah Moore on my Dynasty teams. And in Dynasty startups, he's a guy that I'm going to have circled and I'd love to end up with uh, on as many teams as possible. Yeah, love the pick here. And, you know, basically, it, here's here's my one concern with Elijah Moore. His quarterback terrifies me. Um, other than that, everything else is great. And, you know, again, he's a, a guy who's shown 
you know, give give him the ball. Just get him touches, and he will make things happen. That's you know, he's got that skill. You know, he's a you know, he's he's kind of like a smaller AJ Brown in that way. So, I'm I'm glad you did it, Theo. You got the third Ole Miss wide receiver in there. Yes, we yes. Snuck him in under the wire. I I wasn't going to do it, so I'm I'm glad you did. <laughs> Well, you could keep you could keep it going right now, Shelly, and, and just take, take Dawson Knox and keep the old Miss uh, the old Miss run. <laughs> uh, you know, we did say tight end premium, um, six for six, and, and I truly am just going off of the the list that I have. Uh, I'm I'm going F one here. Um, I think it's good end of second round. Um, a little bit older, um, but again, I think he's 20, 26. Um, yep. Uh, so, look, you, you can get the three-year three window out of him. Um, I think he's been pretty consistent this year, even though Heineke is not my preferred quarterback throwing him the ball. Um, I just think he's a guy who gets open. And, again, I want to talk about, like, the, the highlights is just, like, run across my eyeballs uh, as I think about these players. What was that, that week one, week two catch? Where he made the the over the head catch along the sideline, like like the highlight plays are what stick out for me. It's like the digs, as I mentioned, and Terry McLaurin, just an absolute like stud, always open. Uh, it's just a matter of getting him the ball. Um, but sort of the consistent theme with all the players I've talked about, they have the talent, they can get open. Um, you know, not much you can do about the you know not you know them not being you know, thrown the ball. So I, I'm betting on talent in almost all of my picks here, and I think uh, Terry McLaurin is uh, is young enough. And absolutely uh, an elite talent. So, so for me, it's it, he's he's just kind of a funny one in dynasty startups because if you, if you start getting down to, like, if I'm taking Terry McLaurin here, um, and you mentioned that you know the fact he's 26, he's just a little bit older, and he hasn't had that smash season. It's kind of like, do you want to take the 26 year old Terry McLaurin, or do you just take the you know, the 28, 29-year-old Devontae Adams or Cup. 29-year-old Devontae Adams. Like, your window is not that much different. Like, I love the talent for McLaurin as well, but I just think that, that that age is a little weird. And like you said, it's not like his quarterback situation is great. Like, I don't know. It's – I, ha- I, right, I had them right next to each other, more more or yeah. less, um, and just ended up going the McLaurin route. Only on years, and I don't know what's going on with Rodgers, and I and I love Adams, um, but you want to talk about like people I hate seeing throw the ball. I hate seeing Jordan Love throw the ball. So I, I think Heineke's. I, I I don't know. I mean, I mean, who, who knows about situation? I agree. Uh, push comes to shove. Adams has shown that he can have the absolute monster season. Uh, I just think it, it can still come from Terry McLaurin, and I think there may be a window for him to continue to pop. Where I do think that there is at least a, I don't know, like straight arrow, slightly down arrow on the perceived value of Devontae Adams. I'm just wondering if the 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 perceived youth with McLaurin difference can potentially get more value if there is, you know, any value to be gained there. Yeah, I think that this is a, this, you know, if, if people listening into this um, and watching this, I think one thing that's, that's a great takeaway for you is, you know, we're we're in a lot of these competitive dynasty leagues. The, like like Andrew said, if you want to go get Cooper Cup or Devontae Adams for your championship run this season, you got to reach. 
I, I think it's it's not going to be as exp- – I mean, I paid two first last summer for Devontae Adams. I don't think it's – and I that was – it was a, a, a FFPC 500. The person I traded with is a, is a very experienced player who we've all competed against. Um, and I, I think I gave up the fifth pick and, like, the eighth pick to get Devontae Adams. I think that this summer it's worth just dangling it out there. You know, some people are going to be just scared of the age. If you want to go get Devontae Adams, you can go get him for probably a single high first-round pick. Um, you're, in Dynasty, what you're going for is, is different. Some people are going for it this year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to push my chips in. Um, you know, go for it. Because in our draft, you know, we, it just kind of shows you we're all kind of thinking about these younger players. You know, Eckler, Kamara, Cup, Adams, Kittle, Kelsey – all didn't crack our top twenty-four, so there's there's value to be had on on on. Are we done? Are we done the top twenty-four? Top twenty-four oh, yeah, is done. Oh, I was so excited for my next pick. God. Well, go, well, okay, so who who is who is just off the list for you then? I'm 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 with the with the three hundred one in the twenty twenty-two pick, the Goat District FC select, Mister George, the fucking monster Kittle. Nice. I, I, I'm higher on him than, I don't know. I feel like dynasties kind of turned their back on, on Kittle. Uh, you know, he's a blocking tight end and what yada, yada, yada. But we talk about narrow target trees. I mean, San Fran, there's Debo, there's Kittle and there's Ayuk is starting to, to carve himself a, you know, a spot there. But for me, Kittle, I just have a comfort in him on my roster and tight end premiums. And I have him on some of my, you know, biggest buying leagues for that reason. Um, I just think he gives you, he offers you the advantage. You're talking about a guy who's got 136, 145 targets the last couple of years. He's been the tight end one or two the last couple of years. Um, right now he's the tight end two. And I, I don't see that changing. He's 28. Kelsey's going into his 32, 33-ish range. And that's the only guy that I'd consider ahead of Kittle if I'm, you know, looking at what I'd expect in the next year or two. Um, but I, I think Kittle's right there with him. Um, and, you know, again, with Lance coming in, I mean, I, I don't know that we expect that much to change in this offense when you're looking at who's going to be um, attracting these targets. For me, it's still going to be these three guys, and and there's no reason for me to shy away from Kittle. So tight end preems, I'm, I'm more than happy to get them here. Andrew, who is who is the the would if you know you were picking right here, who would be your guy? I mean, I I had I mean, if I'm looking at my list, I had so old guys. I had the I had the Adam. Although we have to label the old guy every time we we talk about a guy over the age of Dan even said twenty five at one point. Twenty five. Yeah, no. I so I I had I had Adams next on my list. I had Adams, Chubb, C, Adams, Dalvin, Chubb, CMC on the list, and so I I think that that's I, I think if I build young wide. Receivers, any of the injured injured guys creep in there at all, Andrew? Like Acres, Dobbins, any of that? No? I, I didn't, um, but I was thinking peek at Dan's list. I know he's not here because I'd be interested to talk about the Dobbins. So I, I, I did not have Dobbins on my list. I think I'm still, well, if I had to play it forward, which I didn't, I prepared exactly enough that I should have uh, for this. Maybe maybe Dobbins is like early round four for me, but I, I think that I'm going to still slip in some of those second year or rookie wide receivers uh, into that third round before I get to Dobbins. 
Um, but but Theo, if, if I if I set aside like the veterans, the one guy that I, I really still believe in is uh, is Jerry Judy here uh, for looking at that third year breakout. So I think that uh, somewhere around the third round, he would have been a priority depending on my team build. So like I said, it, like if I went really really young to begin with, I'm looking at an Adams, um, CMC, Chubb, Dalvin, Kamara, maybe Eckler at this point too. Uh, but then, you know, if I've got a little bit of a veteran mixed in, I'm really looking at Jerry Judy uh, here in this next round. I agree with Wheeler, by the way, on the uh, I'll throw that on there. No, I don't think I don't think you're wrong. I mean, you're you're I think you're higher on Judy than most, but I don't think you ha- you're wrong to, to be yeah. either on him. Um, Theo? And I, I, I'm, I'm going to uh, I don't know, Judy, Judy, to me, that would probably be a little bit high. I believe in the talent. Um but just getting the Wheeler's comment was interesting. Going back to what you said about Kittle, JD, um, I, I kind of agree with Wheeler that I think Andrews is is uh, he's again kind of underrated. Um, I had him as a guy I would have kind of considered in this range, but he's attached to Lamar Lamar Jackson. Um, they've they've displayed a great connection now, um, and I think that he's very very safe. Uh, as a tight end pick and tight end premium. I think the one concern I'd have about Kittle is we've seen the injuries and kind of the way he plays. Um, you know, he wants to block all the time. Um, he's laying guys out. It's just more of a violent style. Um, Andrews seems to kind of protect himself. Um, you know, he's a big a big target in the red zone. Um, it just seems like a little, little more like risk averse. Like Kelsey's old and Kittle's, you know, the way he plays is kind of crazy. And it's nuts because those two guys are going to go extremely high in, uh, you know, FFPC drafts. But, um, you know, dude, how much dynasty equity do you want to put into them? So it's very interesting. And, Andrew, one question about your Judy. Just just to get to your Judy. What, how about the re-signing of, the, of Patrick and, and Sutton? Does that concern you at all? I mean, just the fact that it's kind of crowded? Uh, I, could, I could play it both ways. I mean, I, you know, maybe better talent. Maybe better talent allows the ball to be spread out, you know, or less pressure off Judy. I mean, the thing was, is like on the Sunday night football, Judy, it was must have been like a slant something. I'm going to get roasted by anybody who actually watches the film. But he definitely came across formation right to left, and he burned his guy, or maybe he was schemed open. I don't know. But, I mean, he was wide open down that left sideline. And I just think that, look, if maybe, maybe, maybe it's the Bengals scenario. If there's more talent, maybe everyone gets to eat. Um, I think the bigger concern, and again, something I can't really, you know, control for is, you know, Teddy Bridgewater ain't it. <laughs> so, 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 you know, I, I, I don't know what to do about that, but, you know, having somebody like Tim Patrick, who is a very serviceable, like third banana, like I don't mind him having him as like a third banana wide receiver on the Broncos and then Sutton, I love his talent too. So uh, I'm, I'm in on that team as a whole. It's just the entire either scheme offense uh, but definitely quarterback play should improve. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I am you know buying Judy big time. And, and Theo, I got to go back to the Kittle thing. And sorry, sorry guys, I don't mean. I don't mean but, to keep jumping, guys, between the two. But it was just no, no, and, that, and that's why I think these are I think these are really valid discussions. And yeah. I, I just got to say this, man. To me, um, targets number one for me. Targets anyone that's supposed to be catching the ball. So when you're comparing a guy who's been getting over 130 targets, the, you know, the last three years to a guy who hasn't even eclipsed 100 yet, he will this year, but he hasn't done it yet. And as much as I thought Andrew was probably one of the best values coming into the season, 
as a lot of the Baltimore pieces, um, I still have Kittle ahead of him. And there's, there's probably a couple, one or two guys I might, eh, there's at least one guy that, that I'd put ahead of him still, um, or, or that I'd put on, on an even playing field when you bring in age and all that. And, and maybe TJ Hawk, I, I, I probably have Andrews ahead of Hawk, but I still have Kittle ahead of Andrews in my opinion. And, and for me, it's, it's just that the volume difference is, is not even close. Yeah, I have, I have Andrews in and not uh, Kittle, but Kittle is like, you know, like next up on my list, basically. Um, so, you know, for me, Andrews is tight end two, Kittle's tight end three. Um, Hawk would probably be tight end four or five, somewhere right around Kelsey. Uh, I had just a few players that weren't picked. I had uh, uh, Dobbins at 19. I had uh, Cooper Cup at 21, Chase Claypool at 22. And Pittman at twenty four. Where's Acres for you, Dan? He's the only other. He's another guy we talked about quickly. Nothing, not close. Uh, like one hundred and twenty seven. Okay. <laughs> All right. Very precise. Very precise, Dan. That's what Dan was doing. Very on brand. Like, yeah. Where's Acres? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, Acres is a total fade for me. Uh, I will put him however low I need to to make sure that somebody else drafts him. So, you know, again, we, we probably dropped the ball when it comes to, to throwing in injuries and all that kind of stuff when it comes to week 14. But the idea of this was, you know, we've really focused on chasing the ships, going after that money, bringing in a bunch of champions that have done it, uh, how well our teams are doing going to the playoffs. But we, we you know, we want to help the, 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 the reno modes, the, the rebuilds, the guys that maybe are not where they want to be this year, but they want to flip it really quickly. I think something like this really helps you because it lets you gauge where the values are. Uh, if you're drafting a startup today, where they're going, you know, hopefully going into the off season, it gives you a good idea uh, players that you want to go after, or maybe that you want to trade away uh, based on, on where you are uh, in your own, in your own leagues. So hopefully this helped you out guys, smash the like we're at a buck 40 almost. The chat's been awesome. Shout out to Wheeler, Albert Chen, Kyle's Money. Um, you guys were awesome tonight. Casey McCoy. Guys, uh, maybe give a final thoughts on this as we uh, as we close this out. And um, yeah, man, that's it. Anything else you want to share? Wheeler's uh, just all over. He's got acres. He's talking Denver. I mean, this could go on forever. So so let's uh, let's wrap it up before we, we get on another uh, rant, guys. No, I'm, I'm glad I got to cover the KFFC sweat, the main event, Miracle, uh, pending staff <laughs> corrections, of course. Uh, and yeah. I stayed on brand tonight, drafted a bunch of wide receivers here. Uh, totally never different. broke character uh, at all. So <laughs> I oh, love oh, it. Oh, Classic Shelly. Overall successful. Shelly, you, you prepared and, and you stuck to – it's beautiful, man. You, seven minutes. On brand. I love it. I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm, see, I didn't do seven minutes, and I know with Barkley and McCaffrey, man. What the? F- Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so, so we're gonna we're gonna post our list to uh, Twitter. Is that uh, sure? Yeah. Sure. We might as well. I mean, let's let's throw them out there. Right? It. it could be fun. Let's do it. Yeah. So I I, uh, I thought this was a lot of fun. We've been talking redraft for you know weeks and months at this point. It was nice to pivot over to a, a dynasty show. Um, you know, I think a lot of our listeners have their dynasty regular seasons ending, um, you know, this this weekend. Um, I know, you know, I'm 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 tilting on on a number of dynasty leagues right now. I, I know you guys are as well. So this was this was a lot of fun as kind of a look ahead. 
and yeah, it's uh, you know, shout out to everybody listening, and and also to you know the group of us is we've worked so hard this season on the teams, you know, whether we share them, um, and I feel like I know all of your guys' teams that I don't don't share with you because we we kind of bounce ideas off of one another. It's been really really nice to be able to do that with people I respect, um, and I think that this is the weekend where we kind of kind of bring it home. Uh, it's the weekend to win some cash and to win some championships, and then we have a three week stretch where. It's no more waivers. It's your your roster speaks for itself. Um, your structure matters. Um, how you built your team matters, and you know, hopefully a little um, good luck on on no injuries. And hopefully, you know the teams we share, um, you know, make nice runs. And uh, you know, we we end the year right, fellas. So um, I'm just fired up for this weekend. Say it again, Theo. No more waivers. No more waivers. Oh, God, no yeah. more waivers. Jesus. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that. But yeah, I mean, you know, and to me, honestly, this exercise that we did just now is, is fantastic for dynasty, but also it's great for kind of keeping myself honed in for next year and redraft as well, because, you know, talent matters and there's going to be a lot of, you know, new, you know, guys who are getting pushed up on news and, you know, speculation and, you know, guys getting steamed up the boards and, uh, you know, guys falling down the boards and so forth like that. I'm almost a little disappointed that Leonard Fournette didn't make our list here of the the top 24. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, you know. And just had to throw LF on the table with a I, I, I had to. Yeah, I couldn't I, I couldn't let the show end without a, a Leonard Fournette reference. Hey, he's uh, he's fight, he's winning me some well. I'm, oh, he's winning. Yeah, he's he's, he's winning people some serious leagues. I don't want to jinx myself <laughs> or anyone, but he's winning people some serious leagues this year. And, and, and Leonard Fournette was just one of those perfect examples of a player where, you know, you, you just, you know, everybody was too cool to draft him. And you just had to kind of set your ego aside and say, you know what, I'm going to be the guy who takes the, the player who's just, you know, who everybody's going to kind of snicker under their breath when I take him. I don't care. Whatever. You know, I, I, I have low standards. Uh, you know, if you're going to give me a guy who potentially could be. Uh, a workhorse back for, you know, Tom Brady and that Tampa offense. Yeah, I'll take a chance on that in the, you know, ninth, 10th, 11th round. You know, why not? But anyway, yeah, so this exercise, you know, just had a lot of, you know, it just kind of keeps you focused on the talent. It kind of keeps you focused on the players that are young and up and coming. And, you know, those tend to be more the league winners than uh, the, the players that are, you know, kind of quote unquote established or whatever, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty rare, you know, that you're going to see like Dalvin cook be a league winner, uh, you know, especially next year, it's going to be somebody like Javante Williams or, you know, Najee Harris or, you know, uh, Deandre Swift or somebody like that is going to be more the, the league winner style. So, uh, to me, you know, this has dual value and, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm starting to think about my main events and everything else, I go back to these dynasty lists and, uh, and I, you know, I kind of make sure I'm working them in. Then my, my four reasons for success this year, Debo Samuel, Elijah Mitchell, Cordero Patterson, and what there's a fourth one. Who's the fourth? Fournette. And Fournette. Thank you. No, seriously. Those, yeah. Like think about those names coming into the season. Right. Yep. And if you've got, if you're, if you're, you know, sprinkled with those guys in your rosters right now, you're in a, you're in a good spot. So good luck to you guys as we go into the, uh, the money, the money weeks, as we call it. 
Um, make sure you, you know, you guys are on top of where your leagues are at, trade deadlines, playoffs, all that kind of stuff, man. Just get yourself re-familiar uh, with your settings and, and everything going on in your leagues, uh, you know, if you're not already this time of year, because sometimes you miss little things that uh, make a difference. So good luck with everything, guys. Hopefully this helped you out, out tonight. Uh, smash the like, smash the subscribe, share the show. We talked about myffpc.com. Go sign up, guys. We'll help you out with a with a sign up bonus if you're not already signed up. There's a playoff challenge that are coming up. Um, dynasty renewals are there, so renew your teams, uh, you know, if you can, or, or wait for that money to come in and do it. But uh, and then breeding global, guys. You know, I've got the uh, the shirt on here, the the hoodie. I've got the uh, Canadian best ball, national best ball. There you go. Uh, Dan's got his uh, his goat district hat on. And he's, he's got that serious flag in the background. But, um, guys, go support the show. Support us. Support our, our, our partners. Um, and good luck this week, guys. We'll check you all later. You know the Pope listens Dynasty our religion For the blokes missing On all of these trades On all of these plays On all of these grades By the end of the day Y'all getting played So what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex Send the homie a text That trash offers the best You try to make it complex Then they text you back Now all of a sudden They don't make any sense <laughs> Broaden your horizons boy Dynasty's not for the Simons boy Trade's not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's a... And I always be traded. And I always be traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish, fish. That was fun, boys. Ciao, guys.